Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I can start? Yes. I can has cheeseburger? Don't know that. No, no, that's <laughs> so out of date. Why would you? Ugh. Mr. Memes over here. Whenever you see it on television, you know it's over. You yeah, know what I mean? so absolutely. That's... Yeah. When it's on Big Bang Theory, you know it's over. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Weekly Planet, official podcast of comicbookmovie.com. My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday, junior editor at that site. With me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Meso, Chip Dangercock Mason. It's me, everyone. Hi. You're back. Yes. How are you feeling? As if there was any doubt. Well. I would be back. Sometimes you disappear for months on end. That's true, yeah. Where do you go? But what I do is I pre-record all my responses to the things that you say on this podcast, <laughs> and you just slot them in. And it's worked out pretty well so far, So right? far, yeah, yeah. So far, so good. All right, all right. Now, Mason... Uh... What do you mean, Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> See? Seamless. <laughs> that guy's been lying, though, hasn't he? He has been lying very low. I'm glad. Yeah, good. Hopefully under anyway, a bus. Anyway, I'm good. I'm very well. <laughs> good, great you. to yeah. hear. Yeah. Now, before we get into the news, Mason, uh-huh. I just want to quickly YouTube update thing. People keep asking me. Yeah. Basically, uh, a guy from uh, named Ben who works for the Yogcast. Uh-huh. This, is a, this is a massive uh, U- uh, UK network in... Um, of YouTube channels in the, in the UK, uh-huh. which makes sense. He reached out and said, listen, I've had some luck getting some people back online before. Give me some details or whatever. I'm happy to email my guy because they, they've got, well, their main channel has something like 6 million subscribers. Uh-huh. So they've got direct access. Oh. And he was kind enough to reach out and do that and say, listen, I, I can help you out. So there's a good chance in the next few weeks that I'll be coming back. A few weeks is a long time. It is. Yeah. That's all right because uh-huh. I had nothing and this guy really... You know, yeah, he's really, he's really come through, and yeah, I appreciate. Yeah. It. Even if it doesn't work out, what a great guy! Absolutely, but I'll it get better work out. <laughs> no, really bad. I appreciate it if you are listening to it, unless it's an elaborate hoax, wouldn't that? Just is, as a just as a goof, yeah, that'd just be great. Catfishing me? Yeah, absolutely. Is that catfishing? Uh I think I think catfishing has been expanded to any kind of prank on the internet. What pretty what's, much anything, or literally catfishing? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, if you actually go out on a boat and you. Fish for catfish. I once caught a catfish. No, it's not true. True. Huh. What do you think of that? I think you're a liar, but continue. <laughs> oh, with the show. Yes. Mason. Yes. Uh, a couple of Avengers Age of Ultron newses. I'm ready. First of all, the UK release for UK and Ireland has been moved forward one week ahead of the US, April 24th of next year, which is roughly a year from now. So, like most Marvel movies, the UK does get them ahead. And we only get some of them ahead. 
depending when the school holidays are. It's a random assortment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and normally we won't find out till a few months before it, when it's been moved because it's kind of last minute. It really grinds my gears. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I have no idea. Because I think they're kind of like, oh yeah, uh, Australia, you can also have it whatever date mm-hmm. is available. Yeah, we're low priority, but that's okay because yeah. we're a nothing country, really. It really annoys me that these films for children are arranged and released according to the schedule of school holidays for children. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I do know what I you mean. I should be able to buy an ice cream cake from McDonald's and walk into a cinema whenever I want and watch Age of Ultron because I'm an adult. Good point. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. But that's not the only news of Age of Ultron, basically. Uh-huh. Kevin Feige says that Thanos has been cast. Now, he's going to be... Which makes sense, because he will appear in our... He's been cast as... I can think of a funny character. Never mind. Dark side. No, you're good. Good. <laughs> no, it says that... Uh, you remember Damien uh, Portier? He played him in The Avengers. Very, very brief cameo. It was a mixture of, like, I think, prosthetic... prosthetic do you and, mean in the, the mid-credit sequence in yeah, the Avengers? The Avengers okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and some CGIs and whatnot. But uh-huh. I, I, I'm assuming that if he's saying he's being cast, that means he's not the same guy. Right. I, I think it might be a big-name actor. Yeah, okay. Or a big-ish name actor. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, remains to be seen. Sure does. You're excited to see him again, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, good. I knew it. Mm-hmm. Great work, Mason. <laughs> Thank you. Now, what's your favourite movie from the 80s? That's not Star Wars or Indiana Jones or Back to the Future or Robocop or Terminator or James Cameron's Abyss. Ah, uh, that's sci-fi. Uh yeah. Did you say Raiders? Yes. Highlander? Oh, Highlander. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, I'll just tell you. Okay, what is my Flash favorite? Gordon is coming back. 20th Century Fox are rebooting the series. Now, this didn't do very well in the 80s, Flash Gordon. When they Gordon. say series, they mean the one film. They mean right? the one until they start don't do it for 30 years, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, great. I think um Flash Gordon's become somewhat of a cult favourite, even though it didn't do well at the time. It's one of those movies, like many movies from the 80s, tried to cash in on the Star Wars kind of brand. Uh-huh. And like most of them, just completely tanked. Yeah, absolutely. But so, there's, people have some fondness for it. it. Of course, he appeared in Ted, the movie Ted. That's right, he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. That was great, back. right? Yeah, I thought It wasn't so. great. Wasn't it? No, it was terrible. Anyway. <laughs> you didn't like Ted? No. Really? Yeah. I like Ted. Anyway, um, there was like two good jokes in it. Anyway. Most people have fondness for that film because of the Queen soundtrack. Surely. Yeah, oh, it's like, amazing. Nothing else of that stands Flash. out. Flash, ah, Savior of the Universe. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> but um, and and other stuff in there. Sure. But, I mean, what else? There were there were the hawk winged men in it. I, I don't. I haven't seen. Well, it. that's it. So yeah, I've. That's all the good parts. All so right, cool. you, have, you effectively have seen it now. Sure. Well, yeah. isn't isn't uh like Star Wars like an updated kind of Flash Gordony kind of thing? Uh, I guess so. In the Isn't sense, that, that, that's it's one of the influences. I anyway. guess so because they were. In, it was you know, Star Wars was intended for us to be sort of. We entered during the midpoint of like a 1950s yeah. sci-fi serial yeah. kind of thing, and that's I guess it. yeah. So um, there was also a. I remember there being a Flash Gordon TV series. Like there was a cartoon, wasn't there? Is well, that there what was, you're talking about? Well, there's Defenders of the Earth. Oh, yeah. Doesn't def- best theme song ever. I'm gonna put that in here. Great. Out of the sky, his rockets ignite. <laughs> Yeah, but there was a there was a Flash Gordon series in like the mid two thousands. Okay, TV series it was on like Sci Fi Channel, so nobody nobody watched it. Oh, that's right. Mm. And it had the guy who was um in Smallville, the blonde guy from Smallville who dates Lana Lang. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, cool. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Wow, so he's always been with us in a way, except for like 
big gaps in decades. The decades and stuff. of gaps, sure, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh-huh. So we're on board. So what are we gonna what are we gonna see? Is, have they said anything? They're Nothing just gonna reboot it. It's just because, Fox are doing it. That's right? Because it. do you think it's gonna be John Carter or Mars? It's a very it's a very good chance that that's gonna be the case because they yeah. can't make it. They can't deliberately make it over the top silly with a Queen soundtrack. No, again. I mean we've run out of Queen songs. <laughs> that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean they could do it with Tupac songs. We're never gonna run out of those. But <laughs> it's not it's not gonna work. Okay. Yeah. Against it. Gonna, no, I'm not against it, but it's gonna be. It's just gonna be like a like a straight lace kind of movie serial period action film, and it's not gonna work. Like, sure. Like the Phantom didn't work. Yeah. Or so it's the gonna Shadow be didn't work. not. I'm thinking like Total Recall remake, just kind of like a bland nothing. What kind about of... a Lost in Space remake? <laughs> I enjoyed that when it came out. I know you did. Yeah. yeah. So did I. I remember that. Um, what did I really like? When Matthew Perry had the armor. Hmm. Is it Matthew Perry? The other guy, Matt LeBlanc. There we go. Yeah. Mm. They're both named Matt. I never realised. There you go, yeah. You heard it first. This is all about, yeah. <laughs> Weekly Planet exclusive. Now, uh, Robert Orkai, you familiar with him? Was he one of the Lost guys? He was one, um, maybe, I don't know. But he co-wrote and produced um, Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh-huh. And he's also uh, going to write Star Trek Into Darkness 3, whatever that's going to be called. Remember, he was the guy who... Uh, Still went... more darkness. <laughs> he was the guy who went onto the forums and... Uh, uh, it got in arguments with fans over people not liking Star Trek right, in the Darkness uh-huh. and he got real uh, real upset that people didn't like it and he goes like how dare you he's like and somebody compared it to a, like a Raiders of the Lost Ark rip off and he said uh, Star Trek in the Darkness has got more social commentary than Raiders ever did and I'm saying that with Harrison Ford being a friend oh. like that was like a, and he's like that's why I get to write movies and you don't like he got real he got real petty yeah yeah I can imagine like they're both in hammocks, him and Harrison Ford, and they're just, just out in the deck on hammocks. And Harrison's like, I don't care. Say whatever you want. Say every film I've been in is the worst film in the world. I don't care. i got no interest. But you know what? If, if you write a movie mm-hmm. and people don't like it, just it's... It's fine. Not don't everybody's going to like don't, everything. Yeah, yeah, don't say it. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 you're not going to win we that, say are that, you? We say that, but we've never written a movie. Like well, Maybe you get super defensive. I've written several movies that have been rejected by Hollywoods. Huh. Give me an example of one. Flash Gordon 2. Flash Thompson. Flash Gordon versus Flash Thompson. <laughs> Great. That's the full title. That's wow, I'd buy that. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. But he sorry, he wants to di- he wants to direct. Never directed a project before, but he wants to direct Star Trek into Darkness. Apparently JJ Abrams company Bad Robot is very much on board for this. Mm-hmm. But the studio apparently is reluctant for him to do so. So Yes. What do you think? Give it a whirl. Sure. What, where's the harm? Well, I think though with first time directors, uh-huh. is it a good idea to give them a big project like this? First off, there has to be an example. Transcendence. You've that's heard been mixed out. The, that's very, it's apparently very mixed, mixed to poor. Even. Okay, and that was that was Wally. Pf- yeah, Fister. That's right. First time Fister. directorial effort. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't really care because I did not enjoy Into Darkness as we've talked about. Uh-huh. I don't care what happens to the franchise. So yeah. you know. But again, I think there 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 must be some sort of. Hollywood movie boot camp that you sort of have yeah, to go through. Yeah, we've talked about this. We, we have talked about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, in addition to, you know, how somebody was very kind enough many weeks ago to start a Weekly Planet drinking game. Yes. Whenever I wonder if I've talked about something on the podcast before, <laughs> you take a drink. <laughs> Just add add to the danger element there. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there must be some sort of boot camp where you go through and you, even if you haven't... Like it, it must, like Favreau only did a couple of indie pictures yep. before he did... He did Zathura. And he, then did he did Zathura and then Iron he did Man. Iron Man. So yeah. clearly, they, you know, you go into one of those films not knowing what half the people do. I imagine no. there are people around you who, who sort that out all out. For yeah, so that's right. I think it's you've got just, your, yeah. your your best boy. You've got your grip, grip, best boy. 
Is that they things, aren't they? Yeah, the best. Hang on, there's the key grip. What's he do? He sets up lights. Ah. And like, so what's a lighting guy do? He sets up additional lights. <laughs> and the best boy helps the key grip. Is there a boy? Like, there's best boy, and then there's just a boy. Yeah, it's just a regular boy. Yeah, he gets <laughs> like he gets the paper and stuff with the director. Gotcha. Cool, yeah. cool. But I mean, I if the guy if the guy has a decent vision for what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, they say a lot, you know, everybody's got a decent novel in them or a decent movie or whatever. They say that, yeah. yeah. Everybody's got one good story. You had Flash Thompson versus <laughs> Flash, Flash Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> That's your one, so you're allowed to have that. So if, yeah. if his vision is good enough, I think there there will be enough people in the team to sure. to help him realize that. I feel like there was a lot of kind of good faith built up with the first Star Trek reboot, and then they just kind of pissed all over it for the second one. Yeah, I know we talked about this before, <laughs> but you know why just make Ratha Khan again? And you know what else they should have done in that movie? Before we move on from this, we're talking about this way too much. Uh-huh. They should have made they shouldn't have made Benedict Cumberbatch Khan. They should have just made him one of his crew who was trying to revive Khan. Okay, it doesn't yeah. have to be Khan, right? It doesn't look like Khan. Yeah, it's weird that Spock re- recognized Khan. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't look anything like Khan. How did that happen? Time. Time. It's probably time, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I think that's the way they probably should have Probably time and that. space. No, oh, you didn't even yeah, think yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. Mason, I know you're a big fan of the Hobbit movies. No. What's your favorite one? Haven't seen them. What's your favorite one, though? I guess the animated one from the 80s or whenever that was. <laughs> It's sure. got weird shadow puppets in it. Was that yeah. Lord of the Rings? I don't know. What care? I think it was. There was a lot of. Was there a Hobbit one? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think there is one. Irrelevant. Which is weird because I've read the Hobbit the book. Yeah. But I've never read Lord of the Rings the books. Yeah. But I've seen Lord of the Rings the films, but never the Hobbit the films. So you've got all of them pictured in your mind. Correct. Cool. Well, Mason, now that we know what your favorite Hobbit movie is, uh-huh. the third movie was originally going to be called There and Back Again, uh-huh. which is not a great subtitle. No, but that's very me. Hobbity. I mean, it's very Hobbity. Would you want something that's even more Hobbity? I'm ready. The Hobbit has been renamed The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. How Hobbity is that's that? It's so Hobbity. <laughs> it's very Hobbity. Yeah. It's not very Hobbity, is it? The Hobbit Danger Squad. <laughs> No, just just pick some random words and say them at the end. It doesn't sure. matter. Sure, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I guess I, I imagine that's a big plot point in that book that mm. I haven't read. Yep. You've read it, right? Can't remember. <laughs> I have, but I, it's, it was a long time ago. Sure. I mean, I, I think that would probably get more people in. I mean, people who are fans of it are going to see it anyway. This is going to be the last Lord of the Rings universe movie that we'll possibly ever see. Probably not, though. No. They'll work something in. So, you know. Mm. Good? Yeah, good. Thumbs down. Thumbs down from me. <laughs> Now, Mason, yes. you're familiar with the Star Wars Expanded Universe, aren't you? I'm aware of what it is. <laughs> oh, did you see they released a whole bunch of um, Star Wars concept art? Maybe this wasn't recent. Okay. But I just saw it on like BuzzFeed or something. For new Star Wars? No, for old Star Wars. They're amazing. Okay. Like yeah, all, yeah. Uh, The guy who, and I'm forgetting his name, Gary something. Yeah, Gary Shandling. Yeah, Gary Shandling. He created all the concept art. Gary Sinise, first, sorry. Yeah, for all the first... Gary Busey. For the first Gary Busey. <laughs> For all the first, for the first Star Wars film, and they're all Glenn amazing. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Like sorry. it's not, they didn't like it's not, you know, like marketing promotion. Gavin and Stacey, sorry, <laughs> Go on. it's not a thing. Ah, uh, but it's look, all, it looks really great. Great. Just, okay, is this like pre? This is pre-production. Anything? Yeah, but on all movies or just the first one? I think it's just the first one. They're, it's probably old stuff, but sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds great. It's well, I know the, uh, a week or so back they put in. Looks like there's going to be AT-ATs. You know those big. Camel walking yeah, machines, yeah, totally, yeah. Um, because they they're gonna do go back to Tatooine, and they've there's shots of foot the Ooh, foot, that's feet on of those Tatooine. Things. Well, exactly. Well, I, I call them ATATs, but they're not called that, are they? Do you think? Yeah. That they'll have a better chance when there's no snow. I don't, I don't think. I think they're kind of clumsy and stupid. 
just in all situations. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, they're great. What am I talking about? They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. And that's that snow scene, whatever, that whole thing is still amazing. Uh-huh. There's so much good stuff in Star Wars. Mm. Not so much recently, but man. Ralph McQuarrie, that's his name. Oh, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've been out for years. Yeah, yeah. It turns okay. out, but cool. I just saw them recently and they were really great. <laughs> what a I mean, scoop, I mean, obviously, they've been out for decades. Exclusive. Exclusive. Anyway, you had some expanded universe Sure. Views. Well, now uh, Lucasfilm have officially come out and said, listen, the expanded universe will not be working to the new movies. They're going to be print. They're going to keep printing the books, uh-huh. but they're going to be under the Star Wars Legends banner. So they're like a parallel kind of story. Oh, interesting. But the thing is, though, because... Episode- so that universe is going to continue yeah. in the book universe. Oh, uh, possibly. They might just... Probably just scrap it. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, basically because they, they want to tell a different story post-Return of the Jedi. But they're saying, though, not everything's going to be discarded and creators of Star Wars Entertainment have full access to all of it. So, for example, there's a new series coming out uh-huh. um, called Star Wars Rebels, which is like an animated kind of thing. Uh-huh. And there's stuff they're pulling from that and whatever. They also announced some new Star Wars books that are going to be canon uh-huh. in the new universe. Yep. I think a lot of the prequel stuff will remain the same. Uh-huh. But anything post-Return of the Jedi can be robbed or right. or just scrapped completely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I'm not surprised, but that's their official stance on it now. Uh-huh. Exclusive. Exclusive content. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Now, did you know, Mason? I'm ready. Oh, they also said, well, some guy was quoted as saying, I watched a video on it. He said, there truly can be one consistent content, and that's always been the dream. Yoda. Yep. Of oh, the dream. Okay, right. Has that always been the dream? I mean, there already was one consistent content until these movies came out. Yeah, sure was. Yeah. So there was that dream. Now there's a slightly different dream. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. Marvel have announced Mason, the comic run. We don't often talk about comics on this show. It's more movie-based. It is more movie-based. But we do talk about comics yeah. a lot as well. Yeah. Uh, Marvel have announced the Death of Wolverine miniseries, uh-huh. where Wolverine will be deathed, stoned to death. For a while, and then he'll yes. be back. I mean, of all people who... Marvel president says he will be dead for a while to boost sales and then something will come out, a movie or something, and then he'll be back. Well, I think that's the idea. They'll probably kill him and then there'll be a Wolverine solo movie. They've, they've announced there's going to be a third one. Yep. So, you know, oh, I mean, well, that's what they did back. with Captain America. They killed yeah, him yeah. and then he came back just in time for the movie. Just in time for lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it's going to be... Steak and a milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be there's a September miniseries uh-huh. that's when it's coming out sorry and it's uh, written by Paul Cornell and he's done a whole lot of Doctor Who books and stuff like that and he's, he's a pretty good comic writer so I I think um, the thing about these death of stories people complain when well, I know when I spoiled the death of Captain America oh, that goddamn flies in here <laughs> sorry anyway um, there's a fly in here guys and now that stopped no it's still going I gotta get rid of this. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. This. Keep it rolling. Though. Talk amongst yourselves, guys. Okay, he's really awkwardly getting out of his chair. I don't want to kick any cords. He doesn't want to kick any cords. He's found that he's found the fly. He's opened a door. Nope, the flies. This flies moving as far away from the door as you can possibly get. Nope, no, you've really, you're really messing this up, mate. I can spray a bunch of fly spray. No, don't do that. We're trapped in here. No. Ah. <sighs> It, did it go? Yeah. Oh, okay. I right. whispered it out of here. Wow, you are amazing. What were we talking about? Captain America? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what was I saying? Uh, bleh, death of something? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, often the spoiler isn't in the title. The spoiler is more kind of how it happens in the thing. Right, exactly. And the yeah. impact of it. How do you kill Wolverine? Well, bullets to the brain won't work, evidently. 
No, it's... Decapitate? Just decapitate him. Throw him into the he sun. He can't have adamantium, like, joints in between his bones. No, he can't. Because otherwise he, he couldn't, couldn't move. move. He'd be a yeah. weird statue. So you cut his head off. Yeah. yeah. Can he grow back from his head? <laughs> have you reattached his head to his neck? Does he come back? I think back? he would come back from that, yeah. Because I know if he's been torn in half by the Hulk and he went and crawled to his legs. Uh, did that series ever finish? I don't think it ever finished. I don't know. So I he's think... still crawling to yeah, his still, legs. Yeah, Ultimate Wolverine is still crawling to his legs. He's been doing it for years now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that... Oh, maybe it maybe it finished eventually, but it was the gap was years long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, mm. what a good guy. Yeah. So I guess look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> as much as you can. Yeah. Now, Mason, you wanted to talk about the trailer for Lucy, and I said the trailer's been out for weeks. Yeah, but then I'm not known for my timely <laughs> music. How good does it look? Yeah, it looks, looks pretty great, good. Right? Yeah, it looks yeah. like Limitless, but not boring. Right? You hated Limitless. Yeah, it was really I liked boring. Limitless. I stopped watching it. It just did ran out of steam. Maybe your patience wasn't limitless. Correct for that film. Oh, I would agree with that. I thought it was all right, yeah. but you know what? It's got that light in it, which I hated. Things humans only use ten percent of the brain. That, yes, Imagine if away, we could true. use one hundred percent of the we brain. We use most of it. That's why it's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just we don't use all of it at once. Or and something. also, there's the, the issue of um, if this stuff can give you superpowers, why hasn't everybody taken it? Yeah. Mm. Really good point. So in the trailer, she gets a stomach full of drugs, and then some uh, in a bag, and then somebody kicks her in the stomach, and the bag bursts. Yep. And then she gets super du- superpowers. Yep. Were you going to say super duper powers? Just super then? duper powers. Yes. But it looks good. She can like change her appearance sure. and like, telekinesis and all sorts of. It reminds me of Rob Schneider. So like li- limitless, but not boring. <laughs> it's like Rob Schneider's the animal because she's got some animal powers because oh, her yeah. eyes make different animals. Oh yeah. I don't know if that anything to do with animals but no, I'm looking forward to it yeah, I love she, can, s- she can like see cellular transmissions and stuff like that can you see those yeah great yeah you're pretty good grew up under power lines that's how <laughs> so yeah looks good Luke Besson yeah well what's he done Transporter Fifth Element Fifth Element mm-hmm. Transporter yep Transporter 2 Leon the Professional Leon the Professional Just the Professional Just the Professional yeah. it's another one mm-hmm. these are all great movies yeah exactly all I'm <laughs> saying is how did that fly under the radar it did didn't it, didn't it <laughs> no alright how did it fly under the radar for me? Because I'm oblivious to most stuff, probably. That's how. Uh, there might even be two trailers out by now. No, that's not true. But yeah, hmm. looks great. There's another one out at the moment called In Her Skin or In Your Skin or something where she's a she's an alien in Scotland. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, she I've... goes around the van picking up dudes, but a lot of it's real footage. Like she actually hits on dudes and stuff. Cool. Yeah. That seems really dangerous. It really does, yeah. yeah. But I haven't seen it. No, but they've probably got... You know how the President of the United States, he has like like those two SUVs that follow his limo all the time? Yeah, yeah. And one's got like a giant machine gun in it. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. It's insane. One's got a giant machine gun just in for, it. Just for machine gun and stuff. Like, you know, in, right. you know, in Captain America 2, spoiler alert, yeah, yeah. Nick Fury's car's got that machine gun in it. Yeah. This, this SUV has a much bigger machine gun in it. <laughs> like, it's insane. Like, it's one of the ones you put on a plane. Like an amount? It's an yeah, amount? Yeah, like an amount. It comes out of, like, the roof. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's not a trick. Like, it's an actual thing. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, like, the promotional video for the company that made it. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, check this out. And it's just, like, a giant machine gun. I need to see yeah, this. Yeah. And what the other... Like, there's one. It's got a giant machine. And the other one has, like, like CAA officers in it or something like cool. that. Cool. Like, special forces guy. Do they have machine guns? Probably. Mini machine guns that pop out of hats that they wear? Oh, yeah, definitely Like, Inspector Gadget. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Secret Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Inspector Gadget didn't do guns, did he? He had a laser. Oh, yeah, he did too. Mm. That'd do some damage. That always annoyed me as a child that he didn't do guns. <laughs> like, I, mean, I was like, how many guns could you fit in that guy? <laughs> Heaps of guns. Was he a robot or a man? No, he was a cyborg. But was he originally a man? Yeah. Because in some versions, isn't he just a robot? No, he's always been a man. 
In the movie, he was Matthew Broderick. Correct. And then French Stewart. Oh, he was too. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, anyway. And Penny was his girlfriend and not his daughter. Not true. In the movie, that's, really? that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. I have no memory of that. That's weird. Imagine how many guns he could fit in. I didn't mean it to go that way, well, but it did. That's podcasting sometimes. All right, Mason, before I get on to the last bit of news... I, just oh, I, have, to... more, I have some news. Oh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Ray Fisher is going to be cyborg in... I was going to bring that up, man. Just then? Yeah, well, I was going to link it cleverly into the topic, ah. but you've, you've ruined everything. Well, I had, I had that and I had another bit of news. <laughs> sure, what's your other news? Well, my other bit of news was that they unearthed the, uh, the ET cartridges. <laughs> they the totally desert. did, yeah. yeah. Although, I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit skeptical yeah. because they've only seen, they've only shown like, like a, some cartridges, like a little yeah. stack of cartridges. Yeah. And apparently it was like 14 dump trucks. So they full say. Of, full of ET cartridges or whatever. And there's a bunch of other stuff in there, like Atari products and, and bits and pieces yeah, and, yeah. and there's whatever like, in there. There's like Raiders of the Lost Ark promotional. Oh my God. Post, little poster things. Was it like in that? like a, was it, did they just dump it or was it in containers, like shipping containers or anything? I think it was in like, not in shipping containers, but like in like cardboard boxes okay. that you would store video games in like sure. how they would come to stores or whatever why didn't they just throw them in the tip probably because people would steal them oh, yeah, I guess yeah yeah, yeah fair point mm, yeah. well I know uh, th- this might put a damper on it um, the upcoming angry video game nerd movie uh-huh. which is all about oh he goes the to myth the myth behind whether oh, this interesting. thing really exists well that's kind of ruined that hasn't and it and it turns yeah. out that it does exist yeah <laughs> I mean, but again it, it does look kind of like uh, it does look kind of like they just hired a, a digger. Yeah. Or they just they just saw somebody was doing a dig in the you know near the desert. Yeah, yeah. And they just had a stack of Atari cartridges and they're like, hey, can you pretend to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the, has the internet ruined me to such an extent? It's possible. Like, it's possible. Yes. And I'm like, oh, you know, they probably did. This is probably a trick. <laughs> it could work very well, but if this is a trick, would you care if they're like, we've got you? If it is a trick to sell something, that yeah. would annoy me. Okay, sure. But I mean, unless, until I see, until I see literally something? thousands of cartridges, yep, in a photo in the desert, yeah, or a video, even I won't. I probably won't believe. Do it. you want one? Yeah, the cartridges. No. Did you ever play that game? No. There, there wasn't a lot of it. A lot of them might not even come out here. May not have come to Australia. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unplayable. I mean, people say that, that game is unplayable, and I'm sure it was. But a lot of games in that era, were most of them are unplayable. unplayable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even Pitfall was amazing. You ever played Pitfall? I played Pitfall. Yeah. Great game. Yeah. Not now. No, or it sir. is. I don't know. Unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah, yeah. I think it only only as far back as you can probably go on consoles is probably Nintendo. Mm. You know, Super Mario Brothers is still a great game. Yeah, Metroid. Metroid. Great, yeah. Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. <laughs> Great game. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How much do you reckon they're worth? Probably very little. Yeah. Uh, unless they're unless they're from that dig site. Okay. Yeah. yeah fair yeah, point. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, there you go. Anyway, I just wanted to say a quick chat. Thank you mm-hmm. to you, Mason. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now, for the amazing Spider-Man commentary that we put up. Um, if you do want to li- uh, listen to it, now seems like a good week if you haven't already, because the Amazing Spider-Man Two is out this week. Yep. As I've said, or as we've said, you do not. Do not feel obliged to pay any money for it. Download it for free if you can, if you can rip it or play it for free. I want to give a quick shout out to Edgar San, who gave us $10, uh, Edward, who gave us $30, and Kevin Airley, whose name I pronounced wrong last week, so I apologize. Um, he, you know how somebody last week, Eduardo donated, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Eduardo donated $45 to, to Trump. Uh huh. Like a champ. <laughs> to sure. Trump Kevin's $40 donation. 
Well, uh, Kevin Ailey, who also says to you specifically and to me uh, to get back in our window- windowless box, has trumped Eduardo and given a $54 donation. And he says, and tell Eduardo to eat a bag of dicks in the most sincere way. Wow. <laughs> so look, I don't want to turn this into a weird bidding war. I do. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't want that so much, but I would like to create a series of rivalries. Sure. Like not even, you don't have to donate a lot. Just have, I, I just want somebody to donate a dollar and then another guy to don't, Donate a buck and a quarter, and then then they have a bit of rivalry for the rest of their lives. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I'm all for that. Yeah, what a legend though. Yeah, absolutely. donating all that money. That's two massive donations he's, he's given us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank you, Eduardo. Also, but wow, the challenge has been set. The gauntlet's been thrown down. But please, the infinity gauntlet has been. Thrown <laughs> I don't down. want. I don't want. I'm not trying to do this to encourage people to 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 make the biggest donation. But I, what a nice thing to do. Mm. I thought, and a great way to make an enemy for life. Yeah. I think maybe in if you don't want to donate any money, maybe some sort of elaborate stunt you could do. Sure. You could get in a box in Times Square and just see how long you can stay there, David Blaine style. You know? You could you could I don't know, bury yourself in that Atari landfill. You could bury yourself in the Atari <laughs> landfill. There you go. Also a Brandon who made a donation he said to tell his buddy uh Neuer that he's a dickhead. Nice. So yeah. <laughs> he sure is. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. But Mason, on to the uh, Ray Fisher news. Okay, yeah. Who, which you spoiled. I didn't spoil it. <laughs> it's been reported that Ray Fisher will play Victor Stone, a.k.a. Cyborgs. Cyborgs? Mm. cyborgs? Just cyborgs. Just, Just cyborgs. The Just the one cyborgs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's it's not 100% confirmed, but uh, apparently it's going to be a small cameo role, uh-huh. as I'm sure you're aware. Yep. He's a theatre actor. So he hasn't done a lot of uh, kind of mainstreamy kind of stuff, but that means he's probably got the chops. Yeah, yeah. Right? His first appearance will probably be uh, a building collapsing on him <laughs> if Man of Steel is anything to go by. <laughs> Which it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but they say it's not a major role, but it will develop in future films. Probably yeah, yeah. a Justice League. You might get a spin-off eventually. You never yeah, know. They're, they're really pushing Cyborg in Justice League now. Like, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Probably a distinct lack of African-American characters yeah, in probably, Justice yeah. League. Yeah, yeah. Because for a lot he is... Martian Manhunter was the black guy, yeah. right? When you <laughs> yeah, think about right. it, and he transformed into a white guy. His alter ego was a white guy, <laughs> but he was the he was the default de facto black guy in Justice. So I'm glad that they're finally yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you like the character of um, Cyborg? I do. He's not had a good representation on film. Thus. Yeah, I, do. I mean the the guy who did it in Smallville was good, but uh, you said he was all internal. Is that right? Yeah, he's all it. like the in Smallville. He was just like you. He looked just like a regular guy, but he had, you yeah, know, yeah. when he was ex, when, you know, Clark x-rayed him, he had some cyborg parts on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's not what I want. No. I want the yours. exoskeleton. I want the... You want a real good made-for-TV exoskeleton. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, I want uh, maybe Kryptonian technology or something sure. like that. I want the I want the morphing battle armor with the guns and the thing. Do you want the thing like in Justice League War where he grabs his dad's science experiment out of the electrical box? No, and that, then... was, that was dumb. <laughs> But I want, uh, you know... Because uh, he wouldn't come to his football game. Yeah, you know, he's betrayed in Injustice. The he is game. betrayed, yeah. No, portrayed. He's betrayed. Okay, he's betrayed. <laughs> but also, he looks great in that. And he's got all the more yeah, weapons he does. and stuff like that. So, and you yeah. fight an evil version That's of what him. I want. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Pull out all the stops for this film. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. Well, like. I, I, I... Not Batman vs. Superman. No. Yeah. Well, I think it's... um Retain some stops. Sure. That. What I think is good about that character is that he brings something different to the team. Because Batman's kind of... Football skills. Football skills. <laughs> Know how. Know how. But he brings, um, he's got that technology. Sonic so- guns. Sonic guns. Actually, Batman probably has a few of those. I'm sure he does. But, yeah. you know, Batman is, was kind of the techie guy, but this guy kind of like, I've, I'm breaking into the UN in my mind or whatever. Yeah, Let's yeah. open uh-huh. this door or whatever. So he brings something that the others yeah, yeah, yeah. don't bring. 
So, you know, I'm all for it. Me too. Also, it's been rumoured that Jason Momoa has been cast as Aquaman. Oh, yeah, that works. So, a few weeks back, he told IGN when they asked him, hey, are you going to be in anything DC upcoming? And he said, it's just rumours. It's flattering. I, wa- I want to say something amazing, but I can't, but I can't comment on rumours. Which makes me think that, yeah, well, this, Definitely, yeah. this is good, could very well be true. So, yeah, Jason Momoa, um, Aquaman. That totally works. Would, do you think they'll blonde him up? Cause he's not a I was just wondering if they'd blonde him up. Yeah, yeah. they would. Yeah, they'd have to, right? Yeah, have I think so. Him up, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that Marvel aren't pushing like a Namor before Justice League get Aquaman out. Ah, uh, yeah, that's actually a really good point. Because it's really kind of like whoever will get that out will be like the the fi- the king of fish, the king of fish. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. The Fisher King. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you sell Atlanteans in the Marvel universe when they've never made any appearances? Mm. Like, there's because I mean he's been around since World War Two. Yeah, but he's not. They've not shown him in any. They should have given him a cameo in Captain America. Yeah, they probably should have. Yeah, the yeah. original one. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Is he yeah. ageless or something? Is that right? Is that how that works? No, he's, uh, he's well, he very long slow. lived though. Yeah. And he's got wings on his feet. Like a fish. Yeah, so he can fly like a fish. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All mm. right. Well, yeah. that's two things that we're for. Mm. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Now, Arthur J. Bing, he's a guy who wrote in this week, he wrote this very lovely email on a number of ideas and suggestions and, and, and thoughts and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But he said, um, he mentioned that The Rock should be Aquaman, which I think would have worked as well. The Rock could be Nathan Hall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, he's saying for the DC. Well, I'm saying you can do both. <laughs> Who's to say you can't do both? I'm saying it. Okay, fine. But he wants to, he'd like to know our thoughts on like casting and um, comic book stories, etc. that we'd love to see in the Justice League movie. So uh-huh. I thought maybe in, in upcoming weeks, at Arthur J. Bing's request, uh-huh. and, you know, whatevs, that maybe we should do something like is that. Is this some sort of subtle cross-promotion for Bing? <laughs> yes, search it is. This is the amazing Spider-Man of podcasts. Excellent, good. <laughs> Unnecessary Bing promotion. Now, this is probably not a spoiler, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Okay. Does he finally move to Google in Amazing Spider-Man 2? He Absolutely, does. he does. Good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I think good. I mentioned that in the commentary. Did good. I? I don't know. Wasn't listening. Doesn't matter. Yep. Irrelevant. So I think we should do that. But this week, Mason, mm-hmm. as I mentioned briefly last week... I thought we could go through some cancelled comic book movie projects. Okay. There are a lot of these. So I decided not to do all this this episode. Uh-huh. I've picked four major ones. Yep. And we'll maybe do a few other episodes on this. Because I'd rather talk about them for way too long. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> than yeah, rush yeah. through them. You know what I mean? So are you, are you for this? Yeah, I'm absolutely for this. Um, if, is there any in particular that you that you wish you'd seen before we start? No. <laughs> You're happy they're all cancelled? Yes. <laughs> No, no, no cool. I want to. No, I, I'm actually, I'm actually not super familiar with any of these. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, yeah, well, so. you're in for a treat. Mate. I'm absolutely ready for. I'm gonna listen along with along with the other listeners. You know. <laughs> All right. The first. I'm one, a point of view character in this. Absolutely. In this podcast. Are, I'm just a regular Joe, <laughs> and all this crazy stuff's happening around me. You know? Absolutely. Uh, this this first one. Oh, these aren't in any chronological order either. Okay, I kind of jump around. I'm here. I'm oh. I'm, I'm here. I'm there, Mason. Yeah, absolutely. I'm everywhere. Hmm. Uh, this first one's for Justice League Mortal, which oh, was oh yeah, okay. Mm, yep. George Miller who directed Mad, Mad Max, Max and a bunch of other stuff. I think he directed Babe Two, Picking the City, but he produced the first one or something okay, like sure. that. Very famous Australian director. Uh-huh. Uh, and in 2007, there were a number of people cast. You may be familiar with this. Uh, DJ. Cotrona was cast as Superman. He ended up appearing in G.I. Joe Retaliation uh-huh. as someone in G.I. Joe Retaliation. Great. Army Hammer was Batman, famously. That's right, yeah. That At- was before we knew who Army Hammer was. That was that's exactly All we right. knew was that his name sounded like Arm and Hammer, yeah. which is a brand of baking soda. And I remember the time he was like 24 or 25 and me going, what? That's yeah, yeah. too young for a Batman. Because all this, this was an established Justice League team. Right. That was the idea as uh-huh. well. They've been doing this yeah, for yeah. a while. Uh, Megan Gale, Australian supermodel. Was cast as Wonder, as Wonder Woman. Woman. Nice. That's it. Okay, good. Uh, Common was Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm presuming they were going with the John Stewart Green Lantern. Uh-huh, sure. Right? That makes sense. No, it's Guy Gardner. Sure. are going to give him red hair. <laughs> and uh, Adam Brody was cast as The Flash, among others. Adam Brody from the OC. Yes. Okay, that works. We've been this on is the... a great cast. <laughs> is it? Yeah. What about the Superman? I have no... What is... What's his name? DJ Controna. Cotrona. Well, the first result says DJ Cotrona shirtless. <laughs> So I'm gonna say <laughs> that's a good sign. Yeah, he looks kind of he looks Superman-y. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, if you've seen JoJo Retaliation, which you may or may not, even if you have, you probably wouldn't remember. He's not a good actor. No, he's fine, but he's not. He's not really. Well, well, Superman isn't really a main player in this as well. The main character in this is actually the Flash. Or uh-huh. he's mm, sort of. I'll explain. Okay, good. Okay, so basically, this story was influenced by the Tower of Babel or uh-huh, Babel. Yeah. How do you say it? I say Tower of Babel. Good. Now, a Batman creates something called Brother Eye, which is a pro- Brother Eye, which is a program that watches over all metahumans and can wipe anyone out at any point. I'm familiar with what it is. <laughs> Sorry, it's the OMAC project. <laughs> exactly, One Man Army Corps, but it's that's not what it is anymore. Well, interestingly enough, well, I'll come back to that. Now, the main villain in this was Lord Maxwell, 
who was not an incredibly famous Maxwell DC Lord. villain. Maxwell Lord, sorry, is it? Yeah, it's Maxwell Lord. Are you sure? Yes, he was well, the head of the Justice League Europe. You've made a mistake here, haven't I have, you? haven't I? You're right, yeah. <laughs> Guess who plays him? You're not going to get that. I'll just Gilbert Gottfried. Jay Baruchel. Yeah, okay. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, sure. Doesn't strike me. No, okay. All right. Yeah, Seth Rogen's good friend. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He was a corporate kind of type in um, Robocop. Yeah, okay. marketing yeah, guy he's just in marketing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he would have been very young then, wouldn't he? Yeah. But yeah, he uses Brother Eye against the league. And he also, uh, on his side, he's got uh, Talia Al Ghul. Yep. It's played by uh, Teresa Palmer. Mm-hmm. Okay. You may know from something. And the OMAX are in it as well. And at one point, apparently, Maxwell Lord changes into one of the OMAX, which is like, you know, they're like cyborgy type uh-huh. men yeah. who are up against whatever and mm. whatever. Very famous DC villains, I guess. Well, they were for a long time. They were in um, uh, uh, Infant Crisis, yeah. Oh, sure. Um, the, the Maxwell Lord is a character who... He was, he's, he's a character that took a weirdly... He's in, he took an inexplicably evil turn for no reason. Okay. Like he, was the, he was the financial backer for Justice League Europe and Justice yep. League International, which were kind of the comic relief yeah. Justice Leagues. And then... And he had like... During the invasion storyline in the 80s, he got like some telekinetic powers. Right, yep. And then... He became a cyborg. Good, good. And then he wasn't a cyborg anymore, and then he became evil for no reason. <laughs> so initially, how long was he a good guy for? Years and years, like decades. Four years, huh? At least that. <laughs> yeah, but then, but he's, well, I guess that works in the, because a lot of comic book movies have a guy going insane for no reason. Yeah, well, that's true. That's, yeah, so that's, that totally works. <laughs> it's required. But yeah, it was a very inexplicable character change. Sure. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, apparently that, that works into it as well. Like, he was one of the founding members or whatever, or one of the backers. And, um, yeah, yeah. You would have thought they would have gone with Lex Luthor, but I guess that's an interesting yeah, way yeah. to do it. Mm. Um, there is a script online for this, by the way. If anybody wants to read it, uh-huh. go do that. Just PayPal us some money and yes. we'll send it to you. <laughs> now, Warner Brothers at one point, this is the, kind of the height of mocap technology. Uh-huh. Warner Brothers considered making it mocap, you know, like Beowulf. That the whole was, thing. The whole thing. Wow. That would have been... Not... I, would, I want to see that. <laughs> That would have been good. Did you no, see no, Beowulf? No. Tough watch. Because it looked terrible. Yes. But and... I'd like to see this. <laughs> but now that I've... Talking about Army Hammer, now yeah. that I've seen him in things, yeah. he would have been a great Batman. I agree. Yeah. But now from that, I don't think... And maybe probably because of Lone Ranger or whatever. Oh, yeah. They're not going to put him... They're no. not going to make him Batman. No. But I, 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 he absolutely plays as Batman, I think. He's got the look, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. He was in that movie about Facebook. He was Herbert Facebook. He was Is Herbert that... Facebook, founder <laughs> of Facebook, yeah. Now, uh, what, uh, what was I going to say? Barry Allen, uh, he he's basically, he joins an established Justice League cast. Okay. I'm going to spoil so this. he's the away. everyman. He's the everyman, exactly. Right. So he's kind of about like our window in, which you kind of need for a movie like this. First, you need that person to ask the questions, to be yeah, like, yeah. what's this? Who are you? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. It's because you've also got like Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. And you really, that's someone you really need to explain. Right. You know, to some extent. <laughs> To somebody who doesn't know... Well, look, um, you won't believe this, but he was teleported from Mars by a scientist who died straight away. And then his teleporting machine didn't work anymore, so he decided to become a private detective. He turns into that, that white private detective over there. He's our black friend. Yeah, wave to him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the time as well. There were two. There was going to be two Batmans at once. Because uh, Christian Bale refused to be a part of it, and Nolan wanted Batman for his own universe. Right, okay. Which, at that point, was only Batman Begins. Uh-huh. So, at that point as well... It, you could have worked in kind of supernatural, kind of uh, science fiction-y kind of elements into that Batman universe. Because uh-huh, yeah. it was early days. Yeah. It was only kind of like the Dark Knight where it was established there is no 
un- unworldly elements to this yeah, universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is just a cop. You know, it's as gritty as it can get. It's yeah. as gritty as you would want it to be. Mm-hmm. Or whatevs. So yeah, we've had two Batmans at once, which would have been weird. And I know that was a thing that people found weird at the at the time. People were yeah, like, yeah. "There's only one Batman. I'll kill you." <laughs> you yeah. know, all that kind of people stuff. Have thoughts and feelings about That's these right. things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because well, I remember being against it. I'm like, "Oh, Christian Bale's pretty good." At yeah, this. but then it would have been a better Batman voice. I don't know what Army Hammer's ba- <laughs> I don't want Army Hammer's Batman voice is like, but it'd be better. <laughs> sure. Yeah. They also couldn't get uh, Brandon Routh to reprise his Superman role, meaning. That, if they did, yeah, yeah. They, this whole thing would have been in the Richard Donner Superman universe. Oh. Which is your favourite Superman no, universe. No, it's the dullest universe, certainly. <laughs> Duller than Smallville? Yes, much duller than Smallville. Duller than Dean Cain's Superman? Duller than that, yeah. Duller than Superboy? Um, Probably on par. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's the yeah. that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. <laughs> now, also, there was bits, I thought there was bits like this that were interesting. When the OMAX uh, approached the city, mm-hmm. the Justice League prioritize protecting civilians which was kind of something missing from <laughs> man, <laughs> man yeah. of steel yeah, yeah. there are elements to this story which are quite good quickly the civilians need some cover knock over all the skyscrapers <laughs> i don't care there are people in the skyscrapers <laughs> you're not bloody hearing me <laughs> now uh wonder woman is also the only hero that lord uh maxwell lord isn't able to defeat so he also pits a mind-controlled Superman against her, uh-huh. and she kicks the shit out of Superman. Yeah, yeah. And Lord Max Maxwell Lord is quoted as saying, "I've got Lord Maxwell written here every time." This yeah, that's right. How did you? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, not even Superman could take you out. Amazing. And that would have been a great way to see Wonder Woman. I yeah, think. yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about Megan Gale's acting ability. She's a very famous Australian celebrity, isn't she? Yes. But I don't know if anybody else in the world knows who she is. She looks like Wonder Woman, though. Absolutely, she yeah, does. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't going to say. Uh, and also, this the movie opens. Uh-huh. With the Justice League minus Batman carrying a coffin of a dead Justice League member. And they're all in uniform. Oh, twist. So. What's the twist? Because Batman's not there. Everybody I said I was going to spoil Bat- this. Yeah, you right? did, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it would be assumed at the start that it was Batman. But it's actually, it's a different Flash who's carrying the coffin. And it's Batman watching from a distance. So Barry Allen actually dies in this movie sacrificing himself. Crisis and on also, Infinite Earth style. Exactly. But forward. But forward, yeah, yes. Forward and time. he's also turned into one of those Omax hmm. or Al- Almanac, whatever they're... He, t- he gets turned into a sports Almanac, sure. Yes. Yeah. Of course, Mason, this did not uh, this did not happen, this movie. I know you were devastated. I remember watching it. Had a... It's weird. <laughs> there was a writer's strike at the time. I don't know if you know. Oh, yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that what ruined a lot of stuff. The Bond, second Bond movie. Terrible. Um, Iron Man 2, was that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Heroes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A bunch of stuff. But also there was something to do with there was an Australian tax break at the time which the film could have got. It was going to film in Australia uh-huh. and then that thing kind of... It didn't work out a certain way. I can't remember whether the Australian government took it away or whatever. It's weird. It's, Australian government seems to be actively against getting people to film here. Like New Zealand have all sorts of tax breaks uh-huh, and benefits yeah, yeah. To, to filming New Zealand but it's it's not the case here. It used to be because we had like the Matrix films filmed here. The, yeah, yeah. I think all of them. Was it all of them? I don't know. Yeah, it was all at least, three, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Also like Superman Returns was filmed here. Mission Impossible 2, which I think was also set here. Yeah, some of it, yeah, yeah. A lot of masks in that movie. Yeah, but so many. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Australian government seems... Like a pack of dickheads. Yeah, exactly. But I think they also have to put in some... You have to put significant Australian content yeah. in order to get the, the really good tax breaks, I think. Yeah, exactly. So we'd have to put Captain Boomerang in, obviously. <laughs> but the thing is as well... Uh, I've, oh, Star Wars was also filmed here. Yep. Two of the Star Wars prequels, the, the uh-huh. second two. I find when I watch something filmed in Australia, it's very distracting. 
because I can pick because of all the actors. I can who pick clearly have every, Australian accents, yeah, fake every, American accents. Yeah. yeah, either know who they are or I can pick their accent immediately. Yeah. So, but hey, that's that's just my personal. That's my problem, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, <laughs> you got a lot of problems. Now, Mason, I got some bonus trivia I'm to ready. add. Yeah. I've got here bonus trivia exclamation mark. I was going to shout it, but I probably don't got to. Okay. Uh, at the end, Batman is the one who snaps Maxwell Lord's neck. Ah, because in the comic books it was Wonder Woman. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of shown on, like it's it's shown on television. Cool. And so people are upset. But so, do you think they didn't want to make the Wonder Woman character that kind of? bloodthirsty that she would do Probably, that? Probably, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's obviously more fitting with her than it would be Batman. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Do you think that's why that carries over to Man of Steel? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I've not thought about that, yeah. That's just on the whiteboard in the in the Warner <laughs> Brothers offices. Somebody's neck's getting snapped. <laughs> we don't care who. This is happening. I'm the president of Warner Brothers. John Brothers. And, <laughs> John Brothers. <laughs> and I want somebody's neck snapped on it in a children's <laughs> film. That's what I want. What is what is it? What I I reckon this is definitely carried over. Yeah, it sounds like because it. it's a very definitive kind of moment, and it defines a character or whatever. So like, we really want to use this at some point. Uh-huh. So I guess we'll just give it to Superman. Yeah, yeah. But I'd rather Superman do it than Batman in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. Though it would be pretty awesome to see Batman just snap a guy's neck. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the. He's never done anything like that though. No, really, has because he? that's the. Mo- I guess that's the most. Like a lot of people die in these films, but that's kind of the most yeah. brutal. Close in way to do it, I guess. Yeah. 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 Besides like... the punch through the head, which we haven't seen yet, which <laughs> no. I guess they're saving for Man of Steel too. Oh, right? I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to see Jay Baruchel's neck snapped? I'd like to see a punch through his head. He <laughs> sure. seems like a nice guy, but just he'd be on board with that. Right? Absolutely yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, that'd be hilarious. He loves it. Mm. There was all sorts of cast. The cast were kitted out with uniforms and this and, and all sorts of stuff. There's like some photos came recently, but the whole cast standing together and a Interesting. photo taken. And that's not Photoshop. That's the real thing. That's the real thing, baby. Wow. You know it. One more piece of bonus trivia for you, Mason. Yep. Stephen Tobolowski was going to be Alfred. Oh, I'm on board with that. <laughs> Me too. Yep. Not British. I don't care. Yeah. He's great. He's, and he's, probably, got a, got a, he's probably got some accents in him. Definitely. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know he has. So, yeah. So, is that something that you want to see uh, or would have wanted to I see? I want to see every every single element of that. <laughs> I want to see it live. I would like to see... Uh, I want to see those costumes. Yeah. I want to see... Uh, I want to see the, the weird mo-capped version. <laughs> like, if they can release that, like, on Blu-ray and it's a double disc or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's live action and weird mo-cap version. <laughs> I would see both of those. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's a dream. That dream is never going to become a reality, Mason. This no. is very much dead in the water. Nah. We are getting a Justice League movie, but I'd imagine if they've if the script script is leaked for this, none oh. of this is going to carry. No, exactly. Carry yeah. over. So yeah, no more neck snapping for you. Bah. Bah, indeed. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I'm sad that didn't happen. Yeah, that sounds great. I want to see Army Hammer as Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to see Ben Affleck as Batman? Oh yeah, that's happening, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's fine. Well, for now, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it'll be fine. These things have a habit of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cancelling. But I think this for this one, for real, we're going to get. Oh. There was also another Batman vs. Superman movie, Mason. Yes. That I'm not going to talk about today. Okay, good. So you know. Yeah. Uh, Magneto solo film. It was called Mag- X-Men Origins, Origins Magneto. Because they were going to do a whole series of these they before sure Wolverine sunk it. Before Wolverine did really... That do, did that do make money? In its did opening it well? weekend, it, it made $87 million. That's a lot. Well, yeah, initially something would. And in the second weekend, $0. <laughs> Zero $0, yeah. So I'm not surprised that they didn't make this movie because uh-huh. the, the Magneto movie very much hinged on the success of Wolverine. Right, right, right. Who else do you make, though? You do Magneto, you do Wolverine. Who else do you do? Uh, 
Cyclops is too boring. Yes. Nothing happened to Rogue before X-Men 1. No. So boring. Uh, Storm? Yeah, Storm would work. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because she's got an interesting origin in the... Wherever she's from. Mystique? <laughs> uh, well, Mystique we kind of got with First Class, right? Yeah. That's kind of... They've, they've... They are talking about a Mystique um, spin-off movie, though. Yeah, we, I think we talked about that last oh, week. Oh, we did, we did. That's it, yeah. Spy movie. I'm yeah. all over that. Yeah, 60s spy movie. I think, I think what makes Magneto... Magneto is a fascinating character. Uh-huh. And uh, they've got two. The good thing is they've got two great actors who can portray him now from different time uh-huh. periods. Yep. Um, the idea for this one though, um, Sheldon Turner was hired by 20th Century Fox to to draft a spin-off X-Men film in 2004. It, w- it was pitched as the pianist meets X-Men. Great. So you know, the Adrian Brody film. The Adrian the Brody pianist. film. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the piano with. <laughs> What's her face, Rogue? In it, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's okay, her yeah. face, Rogue? Mm. That's her name. Yeah. Uh, now the original X Men film. Uh, Anna Paquin. There we go. Yeah, that's her yeah. name. You know, the original X Men film began with the prologue, and it, it showed um, Magneto as a child in the concentration camp. Yeah, huh. That was the period that this film would start. Uh, so that was the time and place where that would okay, begin. Yeah. Uh, we did see that, of course. That whole yeah, six. Yeah, a lot of the was... stuff has been folded into first class. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. That this the original storyline would also heavily involve uh, Professor X, saying that the character of Professor X was a soldier. In, in the Allied forces that liberated concentration camps um, across Europe. The X-Men timeline is all, all over, over the, the shop, yeah, isn't it? Really? It? Is, really? Yeah. Yeah, How yeah. old is he supposed to be? It's a really good question. Because in 99, the first X-Men is set in the near, near future. future. yeah. Which I assumed would be like 2000. I assumed it would be like a... 2005, maybe? Yeah, something like that, something maybe. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they had that wicked... Hologrammy table or something in it. Yeah, they did. They had the was hologram it? table. Yeah, sure. something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Also, the professor meets Magneto after the war, and they bond over the realization that they're alike in their special powers, powers, mm-hmm. and their differences soon turn them into enemies. Again, that's something that we saw in um first class. Yeah. First class, exactly. Now, although there was a script on hand, our producer Lauren Shuler Donner said in April two thousand and nine that. Whether or not the fa- the film gets made or not is still uncertain, and that would partly depend on how well uh, Wolverine Origins did in theaters uh-huh. and the overall reaction to it. Yep, that movie I think made more than First Class, but I think what happened there they went people weren't wrapped in X Men Three. I think it's okay; it's not uh-huh. great. Yeah, people hated Wolverine Origins, um, and then when First Class rolled around, people were like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I think First Class is probably the best X Men movie, it's one of the best. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. X-Men Origins, one-inch spike guy. The guy that can just pop out all those one-inch spikes yeah. in X-Men 3. I'd watch that. Yeah, so threatening. Gambit, would you watch an X-Men Origins Gambit? Yeah, you know what? I would. But why does it have to be an Origins? Why not just yeah. make them solo movies? Yeah, yeah. Because so many of these would work as solo movies. I mean, I'd watch a movie where Cyclops goes and does a thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because I think, um, what's his name who plays in James Marsden, or whatever his name is. I yeah. think he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. I know people don't. Love the character of Cyclops, uh-huh. whatever. But you can make anything interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He know? doesn't have he doesn't have a lot of depth in the movies because they haven't written him with a lot of depth yeah. in the movies. Yeah. So I yeah. We, Gene! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. We need look look. Captain America two proved that people love like people being hit with shields. Yeah, but like geometry based combat, you know, <laughs> or shield flinging or whatever. And you know who's great at geometry based combat? Cyclops. Yes. He'll do all kinds of trick shots. We don't see that in the movies. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. In the cartoon. Trick shots. Am I right in assuming that he can just fire those laser beams without touching the thing on the side of his head? He just seems to pull his arms down by his side and flex. Well, some and versions of Cyclops, uh, Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops. The <laughs> Some versions 
and by some versions I mean not the dumb versions, have like a like a thumb trigger. Oh, okay, why right. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because if his hands are incapacitated or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. He does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, David S. Goyer, who directed Blade Trinity, your favourite Blade movie. Uh-huh, sure. Right? He was hired to direct in 2007 also. Obviously, none of this happened. The story was also moved forward to 1961 and involves uh, Xavier and Magneto battling a villain together, which is, again, we saw in uh, First Class. First class. Sure. Yep. And in August 2010, it was announced that the film would almost uh, certainly not be made as much of the story was incorporated into First Class. And But Brian Singer and Sheldon Turner were given story credit for their work on the film, which makes sense because Brian Singer, of course, did something to do with X-Men. And Sheldon wrote yeah. the thing that I uh-huh, said. Sure. So, you know. So what, they've just got that, they've just got it on their mantelpiece. Yes. It's a bit of wood that says story credit for <laughs> X-Men Origins Magneto. Well done. Well Participation done, award. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, bonus trivia. I'm ready. McCallan, Ian McCallan said that in 2006 that he planned to reprise the role using digital, digitalized, digitalized, digitized. Sure, all those. Facelift. You mm. know. That whole de-aging thing they did in X-Men 3. That worked really well. Yeah. And it's also... There's even a worse version of it in uh, Wolverine Origins with Professor X at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. It was also then said that the role was going to be recast and that um, Ian McCallum would bookend the movie with like cameos and he'd be like, okay. I remember a time when I was... Right. Blah, blah, like blah. Young Indiana Jones. Just like Young Indiana Jones. Have you seen that episode of Young Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford? It's been a long time, but yes. It's so good. Mm. For those who haven't seen it, some villains bust in at the end and they steal some artifact from Indiana Jones who's sitting there playing a tiny saxophone. And then... <laughs> <laughs> this is real. You can look this up. This is real. Yeah, that'll be on YouTube. If any, Absolutely. If any element of young Indiana Jones has survived, it'll be that on YouTube. He's got a beard because he filmed at the same time as a fugitive. Right, right, right. And then his Native American buddy is like, oh, Indiana Jones, they're getting away with whatever artifact we have. And Indiana Jones is like, don't worry. i got a feeling everything will work out. And as the guys go to leave... He plays a particular note on the saxophone and it causes the snow from the roof to fall and collapse on them as they leave. And he's like, justice be done or something. Wow. <laughs> Indiana I, don't, Jones, I don't remember that. Indiana Jones' classic catchphrase. Yeah, justice, justice be, be done. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he walks out and he grabs it and the music plays. That is a classic move of Indiana Jones. <laughs> remember remember that time that giant boulder was following him down the down the hallway and he played his saxophone and he got out of that mess? <laughs> I remember, remember that. that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Remember that time... Him and his dad were tied together on that chair, and it kept spinning around in like the secret Nazi like war room or whatever. And they weren't going to get him. And then he played the sax- saxophone and he got out of that. Situation. I remember that yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Look, we could go. We could talk all day about the situations that Indiana Jones got out of by using his saxophone. Remember skill. the time when he had to pick the right Grail, oh, but yeah, he just yeah. played the saxophone. And it was fine. Yeah, and then his dad came back to life yeah, for him. That it was yeah. great. Yeah. All classic memories. Yeah, so good. So yeah, I've also got one more. Uh, Rob Liefeld, everybody's favourite comic book artist. Absolutely, yeah. Who everybody hates. Mm. He said, a Magneto solo film is currently in develop- development at Fox. I'm controlling the uh, the concept drawing of the feet, he said. <laughs> and then it never happened. <laughs> so, yeah, that's still happening. Just a, not not necessarily an Origins movie. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Mm. I'd love to see like something that happened before First Class. There's a very good scene in First Class where he goes and hunts down some Nazis. Yeah, Just yeah. Magneto. Going across Europe, just killing Nazis. Oh, Magneto How Nazi. good would that How about be? This? Quentin Tarantino's Magneto Nazi killer. <laughs> yes. That yeah. would be amazing. There you go. So, yeah. Want to see it or not see it, Mason? Bearing in mind, we did kind of see it. We did kind of see it. Uh, no, I want to see the. I don't want to see him. 
not the version you've put there, but the trekking across Europe killing Nazis. I would definitely Absolutely. say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I also want to say that. Mm. I just love that guy who plays him, though. Well, both of them, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, you. How about a mocap version where they try to combine the faces of Ian McKellen and Michael Fassbender just together and look real creepy? Where have I heard Dead that eyes. thing happened before where they were talking about merging someone's face? Yeah, there were rumours yes. when Star Wars was beginning uh-huh. that Phantom Menace, this is just a rumour, uh-huh. that they were going to get Alec Guinness's face and superimpose it onto... Ewan McGregor. Well, or whoever him. the actor was oh, going right. to be. David Prowse, probably. Sure. <laughs> oh, I get another role in Star Wars. Okay, I guess I'll do it if I get to play... Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, Prowse's at it again. I'm back. <laughs> Prowse's <is> back. <laughs> David Prowse comes up a lot on this podcast. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. We should send him an email. We should get him as a guest. Absolutely. Yeah. Nah. Nah, forget it. Let's get him as a guest and then put somebody else's voice over the top. Yes. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> now, remember the start when I said I had four movies we we're going to talk about today? Uh-huh. I've actually got three, so... What happened to that last one? Have I you decided know. it's not worth it? I just didn't do it. Uh-huh. I thought I did That's four. all right. All we do is we go back. When you do the edit, just get David Prowse's voice saying three and put it over you saying four. You'll <laughs> finally get the recognition that he deserves. Are you familiar with uh, Superman Flyby? No. J.J. Abrams, when he was King writing... King of the Lens Flares. King of the Lens Flares. When he was writing uh, a number of TV projects, including Alias... He was uh, drafted by Warner Brothers uh-huh. to write a What, draft. against his will? <laughs> yes, against his will. <laughs> to, uh, to Oh, man, he gets the letter. <laughs> to pen a version of Superman. Oh, should I pretend I have asthma, maybe? <laughs> no, I have polio. I'll get out of this. I won't have to write a dumb Superman film. <laughs> now, originally, of course, uh, McGee was famously going to direct. McGee! <laughs> That's right. Yep. He, of course, uh, dropped out to... Oh. Um, to do Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Uh-huh. I haven't seen either of those movies. They'd made a lot of money, but they, they're not good, right? People don't remember them fondly. No, I don't. I think I've seen the first one, and I don't remember it fondly sure. at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crispin Glover's in it, though. Yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah, it's real weird. Yeah. He's also in Beowulf. He's like a it's mocap a monster. Got. Yeah, he's a, of <laughs> course he's a mocap monster. He's the original mocap monster. <laughs> now... I know that you're thinking. He think- provides that sports almanac we were talking about earlier. That's right. Yeah. Now, I know you're thinking, is there a director who could live up to the Mick G name who they could get on board? Uh huh. You got any ideas? Is it um, X Men 3 guy? Is it that? Yes, guy? it is. Is it really? Brett Ratner. There we go. They got Brett The ba- Rat. The Rat. They got Brett Ratner aboard, and then he dropped out for whatever reasons, and Mick G came back on. There was now, a fly eating contest? I don't know what happened. Okay. But basically, the information I'm going to give here, bear in mind, it's from multiple scripts. Uh-huh. So it's hard to find any kind of concrete information on this without reading the actual script, because, you know, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, am yeah I? absolutely. So, yeah. Superman Flyby. Yeah. Okay. I th- thought originally when I read it, it was Superman Flyboy. Okay. <laughs> but I just yeah. Maybe it is, though. No, it's not. Is this a Lord Maxwell situation? It may Maybe very it well be. Okay. So, yeah. Now, uh, he turned in a script in 2002, and it was an origin story that included uh, Krypton being besieged in civil war between Jor-El and his corrupt brother, Kata Zor. Yeah. I guess they're brothers? Can't be. Different, different last syllable. No, no, that's syllable. weird, right? Yeah. Now, before Kata Zor sentences Jor-El to prison, uh, Kal-El is launched into space to Earth to fulfill a prophecy. I don't like all the Superman prophecy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I, I like the idea that he's not sent here for a reason. They simply send him here as a safe haven. Yeah, yeah. 
to be looked to, to, to grow up as a normal Hey, these guys look like Kryptonians. Let's send them here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They weren't like, you'll be the best guy ever and you'll lead them to victory and you're yeah, the yeah. son of a god and whatever. Mm. I don't like all that. Because I like the fact that Superman, if you take him away from Earth and you put him back on Krypton, he's just a guy. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing special about him. He's not... And that's the mistake they made in Man of Steel, I feel, where they're like, he was the only Kryptonian who was natural born for however many generations oh, yeah, and whatever. Right, uh-huh. and, and he's got the codex in him, which means he's special, and he's basically space Jesus. Oh, uh-huh, sure. But he doesn't need to be any of that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We've got a space Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He's called I'm space st- Jesus. I'm going to start a band called Basically Space Jesus. <laughs> yes. It's going to be lots of 90s covers, I think. Are you going to cover Hey Jealousy? I'm definitely going to cover Hey Jealousy, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, Jor-El also specifically picked the Kents to send him to, because they're like two of the best guys on the like that. The Kents. No, I don't like it. Yeah. So basically, uh, Clark reveals himself to the world as Superman, uh, bringing Katazor's son, Tyzor, and three other Kryptonians to Earth. This is a Brett Ratner script. He wrote this. No, script, no, so J.J. Abrams. Oh, okay, right, I'm right. sure there was input back and forth oh, yeah, or whatever, yeah. but, but yeah. Uh, Superman is actually defeated by these Kryptonians because they know Kryptonian Kung Fu. Okay, sure, yeah. I think the reason they did it like this is... Because I know that when people saw The Matrix 3 studio executives, they were like, now we can do proper flying fighting. Right, Because there's right. that flying fighting scene in The Matrix 3, uh-huh. which doesn't look that great, let's be Not honest. Not real, no. But they were like... And so I think a lot of that, like, well, if we're going to do flying fighting, we've got to do Kung Fu. So let's say they can do Kryptonian Kung right, Fu okay, yeah. or whatever. So basically, um, Superman is defeated and killed. Huh. Right? Yep. But luckily, though... Well, I guess luckily. Yeah. Jor-El, who's still alive on Krypton, by the way. Krypton has not exploded. Yes. Bear that in mind. Okay, sure. No, no, not at all. Okay. It does not explode. Huh. When he hurt, when he hears that his son has died, he commits ritualistic suicide while in prison. Ooh. Right? It's unpleasant. And then both of them meet up in Kryptonian heaven. I think that happened in the Death of Superman storyline. Did it? Yeah. They met in heaven. I don't remember. I remember. No, I, I definitely remember that. Okay. Because I think, I think Pa Kent had a heart attack. Right. And he went, I'm going to look it up, but Wait, continue. you're talking Pa Kent or you're talking Jor-El? Pa Kent did. No, no, this is Jor-El. Yeah, Jor-El. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, right, right. There must be some sort of like a random plot, like a, like a random movie plot generator where all the, like somebody over the decades has just been cataloging all the comic book plots yeah, yeah. and elements and they just now they just push a button and just a random sort of things like what together. we're doing the next snap yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's priority number one yeah the next snap okay has a heart okay this is just from the wikipedia page which i haven't looked at yet because it's probably very long but it just says dot 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 a heart attack after the death of superman storyline comma and he meets clark in the dot 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 so i assume that's heaven the afterlife whatever so park kent meets has a heart attack yeah, okay yeah, but yeah. not not your own, ma- okay gotcha yeah. so they, but they still park do kent that. commits ritual suicide <laughs> At the Kent farm, just because, just as a goof, you know? Now, Superman is then resurrected uh-huh. because he's the chosen one. So, um... Harry Potter syndrome. I was going to say Transformers 2. Yes! Yeah. Charlie Booth was the chosen one, wasn't he? Because he was the best Transformer. Uh-huh. Is that what happened there? Probably, yeah. Um, where he returns to Earth, and... Oh, by the way, what's Kryptonian heaven like? What's going on there? Uh, I think a lot of robes? No, there was just a lot of clouds. Okay. It was very generic. Sure. I'm not sure where it was. I'll just be standard heaven yeah, stuff. Yeah, standard heaven stuff. Exactly. Okay, sure. He returns to Earth and he defeats the four Kryptonians. Uh-huh. With the end of the script... Um, Did he learn Kryptonian Kung Fu? Yeah, he knew heaven? it then. He came back and he, he knew it for oh, whatever right, reason. Okay. Wow, this sounds really good. <laughs> and he, so then, and then it, the movie ends with 
a cliffhanger where Superman goes off to Krypton to find it. Huh. Yeah. Sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm not finished. Oh, good. Well, I am finished. Yeah. But I've got a whole lot of casting stuff that I could run okay, through. Here's some Superman casting. See, I do kind of, This does sound terrible. Yeah. In this world where we can just pluck any film out of the ether and have it made and in front of us. Yeah. Like, I do want to see that. Yeah. But if we were making this podcast and we had to suffer through weeks and weeks of news about this thing being made and all these terrible choices and all these script reveals that are clearly awful, I would hate it. And I would go into the film hating it. But if you're just like, hey, well, let's go into the parallel universe and watch that movie because it's just been made, I'd be like, this is great. Yeah, you're this right. This is great how bad this is. Do you think all this publicity and build-up and stuff is ruining movies for everybody? Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Way to stick to your guns there. Thank you. Superman casting. Josh Hartnett offered $100 million, $100 million for a three-picture deal. Wow. Yeah. Turned it down. Huh. Didn't want to be typecast. Because that's a 10-year that's a ten year commitment, isn't it? For $100 million, though. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> well, they didn't make it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Man, he should have got some sort of pay-or-play yeah. contract there. Where if, didn't Nick Cage did... do that? Yeah, somebody did. I'm sure Nick yeah, Cage, Nick Cage for Superman lives, regardless. Yeah. yeah, so you'd be like, look, $100 million or... Look, I'll just take fifty. Yeah. If it doesn't get made. Yeah. And, and they'd be like, "Yeah, this is going. This is going to happen." Yeah. Fifty million. <laughs> We've got him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're bloody got Hartnett, yeah, yeah. haven't we? Got Hartnett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jude Law was also. We got considered- Slevin from Lucky Number Slevin. <laughs> Jude Law considered. He was actually also Brian Singer wanted him for Zod in Superman Returns. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. He's definitely more Zod than he is. Um, He'd have to stand on a box, probably. He's tall. Bulk up, stand on a box. Yeah. No, because he doesn't look. Does he seem threatening to you? Well, original Zod's kind of thin, though, isn't he? The yeah. guy who plays him. What's yeah, his yeah. name? Morgan Freeman? I don't yeah, know. it's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris Reeve was to consult, and he wanted uh, Tom Welling for the role. Yeah, okay. I know Tom Welling is, is screen-tested for a few of the Superman roles. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard, anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they'd ever cast him. Well, he's probably getting too old. No, he's probably not that old, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I think that people don't want to draw the comparison. They want to start fresh. Even yeah. though he lives on in the comics, in our hearts, and he also lives on in real life. Tom Welling is alive. He's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, he's yes. probably doing great. He's probably a super nice guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Walker was also offered the role. Yeah, okay, yep. Sure. Yep. Do you think people have come around more to Paul Walker now that he's dead? <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to bring it up, but do you think it's one of those scenarios where... No, I think everybody's always been involved with Paul Walker. I always like Paul time. Walker. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, but I can't think of any, like, Paul Walker's, you know, causing a ruckus or whatever. Nah. Paul Walker's bloody, you know, got drunk and smashed up a hotel. He's never done he nah. never did any of that. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Sucks he's dead. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Fraser uh, auditioned, as, as did Matt Bomer. Okay. Matt Bomer's that guy. I've talked about him before. He looks exactly like Superman. Uh-huh. He was. I think he was even cast as Superman. In a later McG version of this, or McG, yes, McG. Um, it's all right. We can get him as like a YouTube short film. Yes, that's Superman right. at some point. Yeah, yeah. But he, your dirty laundry I stuff. think he voiced animated Superman in one of the movies, the ones where he faces Brainiac. Okay, I might right. be wrong, but he he is great. They also auditioned uh, Henry Cavill. He would have been very young at the time, yeah, but yeah. that footage exists, and there's huh. pictures of him in the outfit wow. online. He looks much younger. He's he's definitely better for it now. Uh-huh. Ashton Kutcher screen tested, <laughs> no, but decided not to take it. I'm sure that's what happened. I'm sure he was the one that turned it down. But he says basically because it conflicted with that '70s show. Look, if you're doing that '70s show, that's a great show for whatever for the time. Mm-hmm. But you would leave that to play Superman. Topher Grace left that 70s show to play Venom. Huh. But also he was scared of being Superman cursed. Right, exactly. Well, you would be. 
Like, you Would know what? you? You know what? Come Who on. believes in curses See, I or whatever? I feel that. No, actually, what I'm saying is with Ashton Kutcher, he's, I think we unfairly malign him for something. I don't know what it is. But like, if you cut his hair, he'd look pretty good as Superman, right? But I don't think he's got the chops, quite frankly. You're probably right. Like yeah. He, but he's always, he, maybe he's just never got a chance to not be goofy in things. Jobs. In your jobs. face. Is he, is he good in jobs? Apparently not. Okay, I haven't never, seen it. Never mind then. Bloody oath he looks like. He'd be bloody nails it though. Great. I think I enjoyed the butterfly effect maybe. Yeah, know. okay, yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Victor Webster. You familiar with him? He's from Mutant X, your favourite show of all time. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he also right. auditioned. Uh-huh. Uh, David Borenaz. Yeah, from Angel. Angel, yep. He had to not do it for various reasons. He conflicted with other stuff uh-huh. or whatever. And Jerry O'Connell also expressed interest. Huh. Jerry O'Connell, what do you think? Fat kid from Standby Me. Yes. Great. He has done other things, but that essentially is... No, he was great in Sliders. <laughs> I was just thinking about Sliders the other day. I'm like, what fun Sliders was. That sh- it sure was. fun show for a while. That was like the... The Lost? Of the... No. There's nothing like it, That's really, That's unfair is to sliders. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I used to love that show. Yeah. I remember when they went to the dinosaur world and there were some sweet CGI dinosaurs. Mid-90s CGI yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, the best kind. And then Jerry O'Connell left and his brother took over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they said that he and his brother were like a combined entity okay. in the last season. They're like, look, the main guy who they like the entire crux of the series, he's gone, but he's still here. He's just in somebody else's body or something. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, what an all-star... Audition lineup for that. For well, a film that never got made. There's more, Mason. Ooh. That's just for Superman. Yeah. Christopher Walken is per- Superman flyby. Because he's just flying by. Oh, yeah. Because remember, you'd be out, you'd be hanging out some Washington, you'd fly oh, by. You'd fly by. And sure, you'd yeah, be, yeah. someone would say, Superman fly by. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is that yeah. how that works? Yeah, that's exactly how. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Walken. There'd be a kid like reading a Superman comic book, <laughs> and Superman would fly by and give him a wink, and the kid would be like, oh my god. You know? It's always one of those. Uh, Christopher Walken, Perry White. Yes. The correct answer is amazing, not yes. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins as Jor-El. Yeah. I remember I saw uh, an interview on Rove Live, which was an Australian talk show. It was like he's like our Leno, I guess. Sure. I yeah. think he does some stuff in the states. Uh huh. Um, where Anthony Hopkins was on, and Anthony Hopkins was like, "Yeah, I'm playing fucking the guy." Like, exactly yeah, like so he that. said, "It's how he talks." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rafe Fines. Johnny Depp and RDJ were considered for Lex Luthor. All right, yeah. All of those are all right. Ray finds it work. We know he's a good bad guy and stuff. He's a great bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's got the no nose. He cut his nose off for Harry Potter. Yeah, That's totally. how committed he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's never he would have pulled out all his hair by the roots for Lex Luthor. <laughs> uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Selma Blair as Lois Lane, they say. Okay. And Joel Edgerton, who uh, didn't, who's an Australian actor, Australian, of course. Australian. Great. Love him. Love him. Yeah. See Warrior. It's a good movie. He didn't audition for Superman, though. He had the opportunity, but he did audition for Ty Zor, which was... Oh, the, the made-up villain. Yeah, the made-up no, made cousin of the whatever the thing that you just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Now, uh, it was opted... Uh, they wanted to shoot this in New York uh-huh. and Canada, but Warner Brothers, they wanted Sydney, Australia, because that was when that tax break whole thing was happening. Yep. Mick G felt, though, it was appropriate to try and capture the heart of America on... <laughs> It was a, it, it, sorry. He said it was inappropriate to try and capture the heart of America on another continent. Mm. I mean, I guess that kind of shows in Superman Returns because that doesn't look like anywhere, does it? Like I know it's supposed to be like a 1930s kind of metropolisly kind of world, but it all feels like sets. It doesn't feel like that's a city. true. You're right. I don't know, maybe but that's, that's deliberate. Just I mean, you could if you want a set that looks like New York, you just make some sets that look like New York. There's probably plenty just lying around. Probably. That was a deliberate stylistic choice to make oh, I, like I don't a weird, doubt that. Not, like a weird 1930s nowhere <laughs> universe. 
that they're all trapped in. Like but, limbo. Yeah. It's like they're trapped in some sort of oblivion. There was a plan to... I'm sure they must have talked about merging that in the Bale Batman universe at one point. And that yeah, wouldn't yeah. have worked at all. No, because there are some sort of references to Gotham City. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sure, it's in a paper or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Now, McGee later admitted um, that part of it was that he didn't end up doing it was his fear of flying. What? <laughs> because he'd have to fly to Australia and whatever to do uh, it. Oh, he could have taken a boat. <laughs> Be nice, going on a cruise ship. Sure. Uh, Abrams... Come on, McGee. Yeah, I know. Come on. How does he get around in America? He runs. That's why he's so super fit. Ah, that's a really good point, yeah. Now, uh, Abrams lobbied for the chance to direct the, um, his script, but Warner Brothers uh, said no, basically, and they ended up going with Brian Singer in July 2004, which ended up being uh, Superman mm-hmm. Returns. Yeah. So, yeah, I think J.J. Abrams probably would have done... He would have done a good job, I think. An okay job. He would have done a job. He sure, sure would have, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have abandoned it halfway through. Yeah. That's it. But I think that was at the point where J.J. Abrams wasn't proven as a as a director. Right, exactly. So yeah. now they're giving him all sorts of gigs. Yeah, yeah. They're giving him Star Trek. They're giving him Star Wars. They're giving him the one about the monster on the train. Train monster. <laughs> all those. All the good ones. So, yeah. Uh, Ratner dropped out of the project, though, in um, March 2003. I'm kind of jumping around for this. It's fine. Blaming casting difficulties and violent disagreements with John Peters. Oh. You are familiar with John Peters? Yeah. He's the craziest... Hairdressing's own. Yeah. John Peters. The sure. craziest producer in Hollywood. Allegedly. Well, no, he is. Okay, great. Fuck it, he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, he, he's, he's been trying to produce a super... He produces all the Superman films, all the, all the modern ones. Uh-huh. He seems like an absolute lunatic. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Kevin Smith would beg to differ. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that could be the fourth one. The yeah. Superman... Guys, everybody just look up Kevin Smith Superman on YouTube. Absolutely. Kevin Smith has... Most people have probably seen it already, but yeah, Kevin yeah. Smith had a crazy experience attempting to pitch uh, a Superman Lives script. Yeah. Mm. Also, a lot of that elements, though, I think, of that script flow over into Man of Steel. You know the polar giant bear? Giant spider. Giant spider. Superman fights a giant spider sort of in it. There's also a polar bear in it. Okay. You know John Peters was insistent that there'd be a polar he bear. He fights in polar bears, He yeah. fights polar bears for whatever reason. So, yeah. I shouldn't pay out John Peters, but I feel like that guy has very little concept of anything. Right. Hence, should not be put in charge of anything. Uh-huh. Especially considering, I think he started being Barbara, Barbara Streisand's um, hairdresser. hairdresser. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's, I mean, people start from anywhere. Yeah. Why am I paying out this guy? I don't know him. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Great guy. Let's, Change my tune. Let's make it. Yeah, absolutely. he makes it. I mean, it's a, every story I hear about him is amazing. So I'm glad he exists. Exactly. Am I yeah. kidding? Yeah. Bonus trivia. Ready? Yeah. Early versions had Lex Luthor as Kryptonian. Oh <laughs> yes, I have. Isn't that part of the Kevin Smith? <laughs> no, that's. A, I, I think it's floated, been floated in a few versions. But basically, Lex Luthor is investigating this alien ship, yeah. right? And he's been looking at this ship for like nine or ten years, and the guy's helping the government out. And it turns out at the end that it's his ship. And he's right, like, okay. I'm from Krypton also. And then he starts flying about. And yeah, and yeah, he yeah. also knows Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Space Kung Fu. Yeah, that's a very, that is a very Iron Man 3 Mandarin twist, <laughs> where if you love those characters, you would be up in arms about Absolutely. what they've done with, what they've done there. Just as a, just as a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, so your very casual fan or whatever, your very casual movie guy would be like, oh, he's, okay, that's Because they're villains, that makes yeah, sense. That makes they're, sense, yeah. yeah but they're enemies. People, people who actually like the films who are going opening weekend yeah. <laughs> would be like, oh, no, the worst. The final battle also ends with Superman circumnavigating the globe. Yep. You know I love some of and that. And snapping a guy's neck. 
<laughs> no, what he does, there's a giant mech that he fights that oh, someone's see? inside. Good. And he circumnavigates the globe before it can turn around. He flies right through it. Nice. Because I'm assuming it doesn't have a shield on the back. That's probably it, yeah. Does he need to circumnavigate the globe? Can't he just fly over the top? Yep, maybe straight up and down. Wouldn't that be quicker? Probably. I mean, yeah. I'm not a physician, but that's quicker. <laughs> right. He could even dig under the earth yep. for a couple of feet yep. and come up the back. Yep. Real easy. Freeze breath him. I yep. need to hold him for not even a second. Yeah, yeah. Laser vision? What else Laser can he vision. do? He can throw that cellophane S. Throw the cellophane S. <laughs> Trap Run it. that dude right up. Yeah, 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 yeah there yeah. you go. Yeah. Also- Fire out a tow cable. <laughs> go around the guy's legs. <laughs> Trip him over. Why aren't we riding? Shields are weak on the top or something. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> There's also a scene in one of the versions where Martha Kent is nearly raped by their landlord. Ugh. Don't need that, do you? No. Hell, no. I would say that the Superman uh, mythos is almost entirely rape-free, and let's keep it that way. You're not, you're not saying it's to its detriment? No. Good. Yeah. That was a test. Okay, good. <laughs> McGee also approached Shia hey. LaBeouf for Jimmy Olsen. That works. Absolutely, that. it does. Yeah, okay. Even now, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Charlotte Booth's like, I'm a leading man now. I'm a yeah, serious yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah. You're not a leading man. I guess you're kind of serious in the sense that nobody takes you seriously. Yeah. But you are Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. You know what, though? I kind of like the idea, and it was in All-Star Superman, mm. the idea that Jimmy Olsen is kind of like a cool He's one of guy. the Olsen twins. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the Olsen twins, obviously. But, like, he's he's kind of a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's kind of... Because he's Superman's friend. Yeah. And he's just this guy who just rolls with everything kind yeah. of thing. I kind of like that characterization of it. Absolutely. I kind of like, would like to see... Because the idea that he's a guy who, you know, he's wearing his sweater vest and his bow ties, and he's a little Superman. Yeah. Blah, right. That kind of doesn't really fly anymore. No. But the idea that, like... Like, he's a cool, he's wearing bow ties because that's super fashionable right now. Because he loves Matt Smith's Doctor Who. Yeah, because he loves Matt Smith's Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. He's just this guy who's just, you know. I think, yeah, well, you're right. Shia LaBeouf could probably pull that off, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, okay. Sure. But Shia LaBeouf kind of played Jimmy Olsen in Constantine. Oh, yeah, he did show, yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, taxi driving Jimmy Olsen, yeah. Sure. So there mm. you go. Yeah. I definitely want it. See, that's, that seems, it seems terrible, but also much more interesting. I know, right? Returns. I want to see that. There's also some amazing concept art for this, like costumes and all sorts of things. So uh-huh. go online, definitely check them out. Not now, Mason. But We're in the middle right, of a podcast. Oh, but I'm just, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I just have pictures of Megan Gale up from earlier. Man. She's having Continue. a kid. Sorry? Megan Gale, she's having a kid. Oh, good, yeah. good for her. Exciting times. Yeah. You, do you want to look them up now? I don't mind. I'll wait. No, what are we doing? No, 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 I'll do it later. It's fine. <laughs> sure. Mason. Yes. We're going to come back to this. Okay. Uh, potential comic book movies. Because I love talking about this kind of stuff. Me too. I love potential realities, potential futures. I love potential. I love, but I love potential well, in the human race. you go bloody make a sliders machine then? You love it so much. Go make yourself a timer and go through parallel dimensions. I wish. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't they just stay at a really good world in that show? Because they, they had to get home, you know? Why? I don't know. Why don't just go to a pretty good world and go, yes, will do? I think at one point they did find their own world. Yeah. And they were like... He was like, oh, no, it's my world because the gate on my I remember door that. squeaks or something. No, no, he said, if this is my world, the gate squeaks yeah, because yeah. I know the sound of this gate. But he tests it. And it doesn't squeak. doesn't squeak. And then they Forgetting leave. that he's been away for months and months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they leave and then somebody comes out of the house and goes, thank God we finally fixed that gate. Wah, wah. We're so glad Jerry O'Connell's dead. Yeah. I'm so glad he's dead. We finally get the chance to do all these household chores that we couldn't do while his living body was in the way all the time. <laughs> That's it. Now, Mason, you know yes. what it's time for now? What we read and what we're going to read? You know it. Theme song! What we read and what we're going to read. That's not it. I'll put the real one in. Yeah, yeah, please. I'm doing the theme. 
Tell you what I'm going to be reading. Sure. Orphan Black is back. Okay. It's a TV series. I don't, I don't know some... nothing about this it's one. Re- it's really amazing. Tell it me. Is. Well, I can't. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I have. Uh, no. Okay. Well, if you, it's 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 quite difficult to. It, it's there's been a whole season out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I kind of don't want to spoil too much of it if you haven't seen it because it kind of flew under the radar. Yeah. But essentially, it's about human cloning. Oh. And the main character, the main actress, Tatiana Maslany, yeah, uh, plays multiple different roles, and okay. she's great in all of them. Okay, and it's not a case of like, oh, look at her playing this character and then this character. You remember the United States of Tara? Yeah, yeah. When it was all like, oh, she's playing this character. It it really feels like multiple distinct actresses playing multiple different roles. Right. Okay. It's really good, and it's more like it's a sci. It's got sci-fi elements, but it's kind of like a family drama as well. Yeah, yeah. Like a family action drama kind of thing. Sure. Super good. Okay. How Get many? How many episodes first season? I need something uh, new to watch. I think there's ten, and yeah. the first episode of the new season is out now. Okay. Might even be the second. By this, by the time this comes out, it might even be the second. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Watch well, that. Mason, I'm going to recommend a little-known show called uh, Game of Thrones. You heard of this one? What What is that? It's like it's basically. Is it like a documentary about the royal family? No, no. It's like it's like Cluedo. Oh, but it's said in the past, so you're like, yeah. "Who did it? Right? Who didn't do it?" Oh! I'm not really recommending that, but no, I no. am recommending the game Cluedo because every now and then I do like to recommend a board game. Are you recommending that? Yes. Do you remember when I repre- recommended Rap Rat? <laughs> yes, I do remember, remember that. Yes. <laughs> no, what I'm really recommending is um, I thought I'd do something in in, in line with what we're doing today. Uh-huh. Uh huh. show called Orphan Black, and basically, wait a second. <laughs> no, no, there's a. I thought, I'm going to pick a Superman story, a kind of wacky Superman story uh-huh. that's kind of got some untraditional Superman elements that I think people might enjoy. Uh-huh. Bearing in mind this is... is a script of Superman flyby. Yes, it is. There's a ritual suicide in it. No, no, there's a, there's, a, there's a Superman comic that came out in 2010. It's called Superman Earth One. Oh, okay. You may be familiar with uh-huh. it. They also did a Batman one. Yep. Now, upon reading this a few months ago, a lot of elements from Man of Steel are taken from this, mm-hmm. um, where... Uh, uh, an alien fl- fleet comes to Earth and they call Superman out, uh-huh. you know, kind of thing. And yeah. that's what ca- causes Hey, idiot. <laughs> Get your fucking ass out here. That's What's, what they say. Why you're, un- why you're underpants on the outside, mate. What's going on there? <laughs> and that's what causes him to come out and whatever. But it, it's it's very much, he's kind of like that kind of, who am I kind of Superman, right. uh-huh. which I don't love. Uh-huh. But... There and yet a... somehow you're still recommending this. No, I'm, I'm recommending in the sense that if you want a kind of off-kilter Superman story of what we've been talking about, uh-huh. then maybe this is something to, to, to give a read. Yeah, yeah. It's not brilliant, but it's, it's, it's interesting and there are some interesting elements. Ooh. It's called Superman Earth 1. It's from 2010. There's two volumes. The second one uh, is about Parasite. The first one is about a different thing. Huh. Yeah. So get into it or, you know. I will. You won't. No, I probably won't. <laughs> Sounds good, though. Well, it made a lot of money in sales. From you. Yes. Because you couldn't quite figure out how to download it at first. And you just kept buying it over and over again. I got it in the end, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's what are we going to do, Reed, for this week, Mason. Yep. All right. Listen to questions this week, Mason. Okay, I'm ready. It's a new segment. Or oh, it's an old segment. It's not even a segment. I'm just going to talk. Is that cool? Yeah, it's very it's very bold of us to suggest that we have segments. Anyway, <laughs> we just continue talking until we've run out of things to say. That's and it. then we talk some more, and then it ends. And then we're out of breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we lie on the floor for four hours after this because we're so tired. Yep. Is that right? Now, this is from Ryan E. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to hear our opinion. Now, he wrote this a few weeks back. Ryan met... E. Gosling? Yes, Ryan E. Gosling. Right. He wanted um to hear... He wrote this a few weeks back, and I apologize. I put it in my phone. I'm like, got to remember to bring this up. And then I forgot. But now I remembered. So... Who's the real hero? Yeah. Success. Yeah. He wanted to hear our opinion about uh, minor continuity error in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm ready. 
You ready for this? Oh, in Iron Man 2008. Let's, let's no prize this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You won't be able to no prize oh, this. No. No, not a chance. Uh, Agent Phil Coulson mentions in Iron Man 2008, he mentions to Pepper that he's from the National Security Branch named the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. And they're Division. looking for a shorter version. They're looking for a shortened version, which they then, of course, changed to S.H.I.E.L.D. However, Obviously it's S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. <laughs> However, in later films including the Captain America and Iron Man 2, it's mentioned that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been around since the time of World War Two. Yeah. So that was established. That was the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why is he saying we're called this, we're looking for a shorter name, when it's clearly existed for decades? That's a good point. What about? Whoop. What if they've only gone public in the 2000s? Oh, okay. Maybe it's like a secret organisation. Yep. And they're like, well, we've just formed this and we're just trying to start it. Maybe we'll have a, give it a funny name kind of thing. Like, maybe they're like, you know, like the NSA or whatever, and people didn't know they existed until, you know, quite recently. Really? Maybe. Actually, I think people knew the NSA existed, but I'm just saying. Maybe, I'm going to say maybe it was a secret. I'm gonna, there's probably dialogue in the later films that disputes this. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to say maybe it was a secret organization until recently, and they've just become public, and this is like a PR thing. I say that this is just an error. It's probably just an error. You're right. Absolutely, you're right. Yeah. That's a really interesting point that Ryan E. brings up, though. It is a really good point. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. You win the respect of your peers. Yeah, absolutely. Unless they don't like comic books and then they'll think or you're podcasts. a nerd. Or podcast. they've never heard this, in which case they won't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now, this is a segment, Mason. No, it's not a segment. Same segment. I'm going to call this Andy versus Corey, school friends or bitter rivals. Oh. Okay? Now, basically... I'm going to give you their opinion on this, but I'm going to ask you first. Okay, cool. Andy says that Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker in the Star Wars prequels was a more threatening villain than that of Loki in the Avengers. He says he likes Loki, he's fine. Uh But he thinks as far as villains go, Anakin Skywalker, not saying he's a better actor. Right. (laughs) That's clearly not the case. Uh But that Anakin Skywalker is a more threatening presence. Prequel Anakin Skywalker. I'm not talking Darth Vader. Uh I'm talking prequels. Corey, on the other hand, disagrees. Now, what are your your thoughts? I think that Hayden Christensen's portrayal of Anakin Skywalker is more... Like, he's more of a wild card. Like, he'll kill some children. Yes. He'll kill them for no reason, obviously. Uh, No, because he was going to save the baby from... Oh, yeah, good point. Because they were going to discover the the I feel that even though Loki is the god of tricks and lies and he's mad... Yeah. He's more sane and put together than Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I completely agree. And that is agree. obvious to anyone who meets Anakin Skywalker for even a second that he's mad. <laughs> so why would you trust him with Jedi powers and blah blah blah? Yeah. yeah why yeah. wouldn't you take him out the back yeah, yeah. and hit him with a brick? Exactly. Yeah, as a child. <laughs> so I'm inclined to agree with Andy. Uh-huh. I-, I love Loki as a villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's great, but yeah, he's definitely got it together. Anakin, like you said... You don't know what he's going to do at any point. Yeah, Even yeah. when he's like an established Jedi or whatever, or he's trained to be a Jedi and he's like, the Force is the best and whatever. He's still like, Obi-Wan's against me. And, and then he goes and slaughters a bunch of sand people and kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah, He's a complete fucking yeah, yeah. mental case. And also, I think it would take Loki quite a long time to say, destroy all of Earth. Yeah. But I think Anakin could, you know, if he gets a fleet together, 
he could just destroy lots of star systems. <laughs> like even without a Death Star, I think yeah. he'd have a pretty good go at just sure just annihilating a lot of life and a lot of star systems. I think it would take Loki a long time to do that. So we've we've sided with Andy. Well, it's taking it's going to take him forever just to just to annihilate New York. Yeah, yeah. New Yorkers they stick together. Yeah, yeah, you sure. Mm, yeah. They do. We yeah. know it. We know it. Also, um, he says that uh, Anakin's motivations are much more interesting than that of Loki's. And he's actually done some pure evil things. I don't know if his motivations are more interesting. Also, I would point out that I think the way that the first Avengers was written, yeah, Loki, like, and I think they've probably changed it since. Mm. But I think, and I, I think Loki's motivation in the first Avengers was to get captured, yeah, and so he could retrieve the Infinity Gauntlet from Asgard, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so. Presumably, he could be more dangerous. Like, if he wanted... I, I think, potentially, if he wanted to just destroy a life on Earth, he could have done that. So, you think that was some kind of elaborate misdirection? I think it was an elaborate misdirection. I think yeah. you might be right, Mason. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So, yeah. to be continued? Yeah. So, Andy versus Corey, school friends or bitter rivals? Uh-huh. Pending. Pending. <laughs> but at the moment, Anakin is a lunatic. Yeah, absolutely. But I think a lot yeah. of his him being a lunatic boils down to poor writing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever feel sorry for Anakin Skywalker at any point? No, because he's a big baby. <laughs> at all points, he's a big baby. Like, he, he's, he's mental ages toddler all the time, right? Yes. Yeah. There was moments in it where you could see what they try to make it like, oh, they're best friends. Mm. But they're not best friends. Why no. would Obi-Wan like him? He would hate him. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. No, it's no good. He's a... <laughs> Got a, got a problem with that guy. Yeah. They're all written like toddlers. They are. That's the problem. They're, they they all exist in this toddler universe where they're, all their motivations are completely one-dimensional. It's the Muppet Babies of Star Wars Like, movies. if only Anakin was like that, lots of people would have set him aside and said, hey, man, are you okay? You're not... <laughs> should we get you on some medication or something? Because you're not... You're not right up there, man. Yeah, yeah. Is something the matter? Yeah, something the matter. Hey, if, you, if your wife is having problems with your children... We'll, we'll figure that out using science. You don't have to kill a whole bunch of other children. <laughs> Do you see how, how weighing that up? That would be incorrect. <laughs> don't you think that was well? Like, the, even the little things like, the Jedi should have gone back for his mother. Yeah, absolutely. They could have done that. Yeah. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah. That's on them. Yeah. That his mother was murdered by sand people. Mm. <sighs> yeah. That, let's not talk about it ever again. Do you know they're doing Star Wars Expanded Universes becoming something else? Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. Yes. Like, my memory is very short, but I do remember you mentioning that earlier in the podcast. <laughs> good, good. Still fresh. Mason, just before we go, yes. my brother, as I mentioned last week, is getting married, and we said, people write in for somebody to take on a superhero role. Uh-huh, yeah. These are some suggestions we got. And it was the for the, the Brains Over Brawn? It was Brains Over Brawn, but I think... But just, also just open, just open what up else? for whatever's, yeah. You know? I thought Oracle might be good. Yeah. She's got the nice logo of the kind of the, the sort of the electronic... Face, robot face kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Like an electronic watch. Yeah, like an electronic watch. Exactly. Good. Okay, well, I want to hear some suggestions. Sure. We got uh, a few Nightwings. Yeah, okay. I like Nightwing, yeah, yeah. as I mentioned before. Yep. Got quite a few Daredevils, actually, as well. Okay. Yeah. He's a bit of a Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But the winner by far, Yeah. which was bizarre that this is the case. So just multiple, lots of people sent it. <laughs> yeah, it's multiple people, including E.H. Bo- uh, von Bronstein, or Bronstein. Hello. He was the one who also drew the, the drew the Gotham mustache poster. That was great. Yeah. He made a poster. It's it's um Draxophone the Destroyer. So he right. wants the character to be 
which I think we mentioned oh, musical. a while yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So that works. Drax, is it Drax? I haven't seen this. Is it Drax playing the saxophone or is it Drax? No, it's like a symbol kind of um, ah, Twitter thing. It's incredible. It. He does love great it. work. But he said it, um, if that fails, then go with Greasy Drax, ma'am. Yeah, good. <laughs> Excellent. Also, Charmath also wrote in and he said uh, Drax also, shirtless and all. Yeah, okay. So that's how you do it. A lot of Drax. Yeah, people love Drax. People love Drax. Mm -hmm. So, Mason, that's the show for this week. Fantastic. If anybody wants to contact us, please do. Thank you to those people who have also reached out to YouTube on my behalf and all that to be like, what's going on? Hopefully things will happen Mm. soon. Maybe not. Yeah. But I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you to Joseph Lisk for the theme song. Thank you for Gabriel Bruton for the theme song. All them theme songs. Two theme songs. Fantastic. All them theme songs. Yep. All killer, no filler. (laughs) That's right. You know it. If you want to reach out to the show, please do it at weeklyplanetpod at Gmail, Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Find Wikipedia. Find Mason at. <laughs> <laughs> at Wikipedia Brown. Thank you for everybody who's at mentioning me. Yeah, I yeah. am having fun interacting with people. Absolutely. I didn't think I would because I'm unsociable <laughs> and I hate everyone. But here we go. It's good fun. Yeah, yeah. So say hi. I had a few people contact last week because remember I said my enemy would be somebody who bothers me too much. And uh-huh. People are like, I probably bother you too much or whatever. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I want to make that clear. People do not bother me too much. I love getting the correspondence. I might not be able to get back straight away or sometimes at all, but I, I, I appreciate everything. And I, mm-hmm. so I don't want people to think that it's a hassle that if you contact the show, it's quite the opposite. It's a big hassle. <laughs> Is that the opposite? Correct. <laughs> no, it's seriously, it's not at all. So yeah, don't, don't think that that was a dig at anybody at the audience, except for that one guy. You know who you are. Yeah. You bloody and, if you, off, mate. and if you don't know who it is, it's you. Yeah, that's right. So I appreciate that. But you can reach me at uh, Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I passed a thousand Twitter followers this week, Mason. Jealous much? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, jealousy. Hey, jealousy. <laughs> so yeah, next week, Mason, big show, Spider-Man. The oh. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Maybe you'll see it. I should probably see it. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's been out here for like, what, six weeks? Not that long. Two weeks? Yeah. Week and a half? Long enough. One I'll week. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Can't wait to talk about that, Mason. Okay. i got a lot of things to say. Also, we might be going to the Melbourne premiere of X-Men Days of Future Past. Oh, yeah, we could do that too. Yeah. We're paying for it, by the way, just so people are clear. I'm not... We're getting no tickets for this. Come on, Sony or Fox, whoever you are. <laughs> whoever, yeah. Whatever dumb company. Let us see your dumb movie for free, you dumb dickheads. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. Or not. We, we might be able to see Hugh Jackman on the red carpet. Oh, you know what? I don't want to do that though. What if he's just there working out like a mad dog? No, then I'm going. I'm going to interrupt his workout, Mr. Yeah. Jackman. Uh, can, I, can I have your towel? Can I have your workout towel? Love us. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Weekly planet exclusive. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 